Kripal gave only this message. And even the wind also teaches us this. If you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. This is the Bhajan Kripal Yahi Sandesha Data on page 203. And before we sing this, I want to read Sanchi's 1989 Christmas message, which incorporates the entire words of that Bhajan in it. And he says, this is dated December 5th, 1989. And he says, Dear Beloveds, in the name of that supreme power, Kripal, who chose to shower so much grace on us, the poor orphans, I wish you all a Merry Christmas and send New Year tidings. That power has come into this world in so many forms, and over and over the same message is sung, that we poor ones should remember God and serve Him in such a way that the negative power is defeated and even death is conquered. We should sing the praises of the Supreme Father by doing the Simran given to us by a perfect Sansat Guru. The holidays are a time for giving gifts, which are the outer expression of our love for each other. But what is the use of celebrating the birthday of a Mahatma like Jesus if we do it in such a way as to forget? The best gift is remembrance, and this we should be giving to beloved Hazur Kripal each and every moment. In this way we can sweep our hearts and minds clean with the broom of Simran, so that the door leading to his feet may be open to us and we leave this world victorious. Supreme Father Kripal gave only this message, and even the wind also teaches us this. If you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. The fort of deceit will be destroyed because walls of sand do not last. We have so many sins on our heads, Hail the power of Almighty Kripal, who carries all the burden. No one is a stranger. Everyone belongs to you. For as the Gurbani teaches, all this world was created from one light. O Guru Kripal, the negative power trembles, and death also is nervous in front of whomever has caught hold of your finger. Apologize to Kripal, remember him, and you will have a happy life. May all of Master's love and blessings be with each one of you in this new year and beyond. With all his love, yours affectionately, Ajayb Singh. And you will have noticed that the entire words of that bhajan were the last half of that message. So we will now sing the bhajan on page 
Kapal gave only this message, and even the wind also teaches us this. If you keep walking while doing the Simran, the destination comes to you by itself. Our next bhajan is on page 127. Ranga Rupa Dhamma Oh, dear one, don't be proud of color and beauty. Death is standing on your head. Name and fame will exist for a few days. In a moment, the minarets of youth will be demolished. Be afraid of death's nature. You came to meditate on Nam, but Maya trapped you. You forgot the true all-owner in your heart. By meditating on Nam, we get liberation from this world. Tell what is the limit of breaths in the body. Remember the Lord. Don't forget him. Folding the hands, request this of him. Meet me, O beautiful Kripal. Make us have your darshan. Meeting quenched the thirst of Ajay. Let us do the Simran of the Satguru. O dear one, don't be proud of color and beauty. Death is standing on your head. Bhajan of Sanchi on page 127. 
several announcements. Um, first one is there will not be a Wednesday night satsang at John and Kathy White's house on December 24th this coming week. Satsang will return the following week on Wednesday, December 31st at its regular time. 6 p.m. meditation, 7 p.m. satsang. <coughs> And uh, the next World Religions class, which I will be conducting, will be on January 24th, 2009. 
And third thing, there will be an open meditation retreat on New Year's Day at Chris and Jeanette Phelps' house starting at 3 a.m. Be sure to pick up a flyer. Yeah, be sure to pick up a flyer. And the fourth thing, the Bandara brochures are available. Please note the date has been changed to the last weekend of February. So, kind of a major shift. Okay, well, Christmas is coming up. And I wanted to read today Master Kapal's talk, which he actually gave on Christmas Day in 1971 in India, I believe at uh, Rajpur, at his house on Rajpur Road. It's called The Message of Christmas Day. And this was a darshan session, not a formal satsang. And the first question is, which does the master feel is the most important birthday, December 25th or February 6th? And I've always hated that question. Uh, and I don't really understand how the person had the gall to ask it. But anyway, master treats it very uh, lovingly, as usual. And he says, every day is a birthday. Every day is the greatest birthday. You are blessed. You are seeing your master in the physical body. I am not so blessed. There is a vast difference between the physical master in the physical body and the master who has transcended into the beyond. At the human level, he is at the same level as you. It is all joy and ecstasy. The master does not leave the initiate until the end of the world, but if we are on the same plane both together. So happy we are, of course, when we are in the physical body with our master. We can never forget it. When we remember those days, tears are shed, the heart bursts. He is not away from us. I know my master is with me. Yet with all that, the physical presence cannot be underrated. That is why I tell you, you are happy, of course. I am not. It does not mean that my master is not with me. He is never away from me, even for a moment. But to be on the same plane together, that is blessedness. So those who have a master should enjoy every day as Christmas. It is only his will to enjoy that. To enjoy only eating and drinking, that is no enjoyment. We should enjoy being on the way. If we are progressing on the way, we should enjoy him inside as well as outside. When my master left physically, I used to tell people who asked me, look here, when an officer, that soul, withdraws inside his own room, he just engages a boy to run, to carry on his work. 
So somebody is carrying on his teachings, his work. You are blessed, you see, but make the best use of it. May there never be a day when you forget your master. Remain in contact with the master. You have a great boon. In that case, you don't fall away in lower pursuits. If you see your master is seeing you every moment of life, how can you do anything wrong? So blessed you are, I would say, on this happy Christmas. The Christ power is the same working at different poles, whether it is in Jesus or one of the other masters, that makes no difference. Christ never dies. We have to become conscious of that, you see. Truly to commemorate, to celebrate the birthday of one master is to live up to it. But we should celebrate daily. This is the one thing you forget when you are sitting. If you remember him daily with an anguished heart, how blessed you become. We should celebrate the master's birth daily at every moment of breath. Guru Amardas said, if I forget him with one twinkling of an eye, so much time, it passes like a million years. So Master is the very life of the initiate. Don't forget him. Do nothing more, you'll become the mouthpiece of the Master. Sweet remembrance of the Master is the sum total of all practices. We do them only to show that he may not be forgotten in weal or woe. As you think, so you become. Celebrate your master's birthday daily. He is not the physical body. He is working through the physical body, and those are very fortunate who see him at that level. Every moment spent with him is very precious because you have got the teachings both ways one-third by word of mouth and two-thirds by receptivity. I think that is what I would enjoin on you. Become masters yourselves. It is I, not now I, but Christ liveth in me. You follow me? After all, for what purpose do you do all these practices? To see him inside, to see him everywhere, wherever your attention has gone. He is not a son of man, he is God in man. Once he initiates you, he can never leave you till the end of the world. The attitude of mind of the masters cannot be appreciated by those who are groveling in the physical body. So happy Christmas to you every moment of life. You people are more fortunate than me, you see. I'm talking of the physical plane, don't misunderstand me. Yes, any questions? Why have you come for us? Why? Master says, I'm a friend. Why don't you stay with your master? I'm under orders. I was not prepared to live even one moment after him. I prayed to him all through life. I was initiated physically in 1924, but I was with him seven years before I met him on the inner plains. In 1927, I had a vision. I saw Master was leaving us, 21 years before he really left the physical body. 
I never had a moment of joy afterwards in his lifetime because I always had that sting, I tell you. I knew that was the very thorn of separation which was awaiting me. So I always prayed, Master, let me go before you. He said, No, you are to continue. Why, why, why do I have to? Orders cannot be questioned. Gurumat Siddhant is a book written by me. Through my hands, I would say, not by me, by the Master within me. I used to write it down and take it to the Master to read it to him so that he may give the final yes. Once I wrote what happened to an initiate who is left behind after the Master has left the physical plane. That was a very practical statement, description given. There was a Master Dadu by name who had an initiate who was not at the place when his master left the body. When he came to his tomb, he lay down on the tomb and passed away. And he repeated this couplet, O master, without you I could not live for a moment. It is not bearable. So he passed away. The second guru of the six, when his master left the body, became a recluse never to show his face to anybody. To live without the Master is very difficult, unbearable. We know when the Master leaves he is never away from the initiate, but the initiate as a son of man has great suffering. Even now when I remember my Master I shed tears, but he left his orders. Why? There is no question why. When I read out that part of the Gurumat Siddhant to him he said, that's all right, Kripal Singh, read it again. I had just quoted two or three sentences like that. Then again I read it to him. Again he said, will you read it again? Again I read it. Perhaps he was telling me, you poor fellow will have the same fate awaiting you. There are so many sweet remembrances of the Master, you see. This is everything. One poet says, to live in paradise without the master is a hell for me. And to live in hell with my master is a paradise for me. But these words can be appreciated only by those who are really devoted to the master. If your son passes away, your mother passes away, how grieved you feel. I never felt any grief, thank God. That's a great suffering you usually feel for the physical relations. What about the relation which is spiritual? Anyhow, to be with the Master is a great joy. That God power never leaves you. But make the best use of the time you have here on the physical plane. Once it so happened that my Master was photographed for the first time, I was there. He moved from one station to another. I followed him wherever he went. At one place, a man who was a big landlord was just entering the room, standing by him, and I was sitting by the door outside. He requested the master, Well, master, will you give me a copy of your photograph? The master's ways are very mysterious. He told him, Look here, even Kripal Singh wants it, but I won't give it to him. I was sitting outside, you see. Mysterious are his ways. Later I said, Well, dear Master, I know your love for your Master is the richest. 
you cannot scale it how much love you have for him. But still, with the little love you have given me, won't you give me a copy of your photograph? No, no, surely I will give you one. That was the first time he got himself photographed. If you have love, it is the panacea for everything. Love is God, and God is love. But if you want to have this marriage you are having now, so the master always tries to quicken the love of the disciple for his master. He knows what it was like with his own master. The tenth guru, whose birthday we celebrated yesterday, played the role of a saint as well as an avatar. Once he was found in sweet remembrance of God, repeating, It is you, it is you alone, it is you. Tumhe means, it is you alone. Nobody else but you. All the world is you personified. He was meditating. Tumhe, Tumhe, you are all, everything you are. He got intoxicated and went on repeating this for three days, day and night. Tumhe, Tumhe, it is all you, thou, O Lord, it is all God. How can you imagine, appreciate those words of the Masters? If you have love like that for the Master, that will give you blessedness as if you had done penances for a hundred years. If you take the Master as a son of man, what will you get? Sonship, physical relationship. If you take him as a rich man, you'll have the same thing. If you take him as God, then you become God. There are different angles from which hundreds come to him. Only very few really have that attitude. Guru Ramdas says, go and gather together all the riches of the world, from the plains and the ocean, gold and precious stones, and put them all together in one place, then ask a devoted initiate of the Master, would you like the wealth of the whole world or the Master? Master is all wise, yet when we do things, do we put the Master first or the world first? If you learn this message of Christmas Day, I think you'll become lords yourselves. Why do you delay? He simply wants you to obey his commandments. You obey the commandments of your mind as compared with the commandments of the Master. We give preference to the commandments of the world. There we lack badly. That is why we have got very little progress. Well, this is the message for today. Take it to your heart and live up to it. If you die in that sweet remembrance of the Master, you are not to return to the world. Even Yama cannot look at you. He will run away when you repeat the names of God. What are the charged words? They are charged by the Master. The Master is not the physical body, mind that but the presence of God. I have written this, but to hear it is more real. One is from the intellectual level, but this is from God direct. Yesterday I went for the sweet remembrance of the tenth guru. When we went there, we read from Sikh scriptures. I offered my heart to them. 
Who knows what I was and what he was there. The guru was always the same, one or two living there. They're all one, you see. All masters are one. Masters never become two. One bulb is fused and another is put on. When that is fused, a further third one is put on. That's all. The light is one. So we'll have a feast today in sweet remembrance of Christ. Will we have a satsang during the day also? This is more than hundreds and thousands of satsangs, what you have got now. Is it not? It is the very gist, the very soul of all preachings of all scriptures. What I have told you, would you like anything more once you get that? Question. Someday maybe you'll give us a feast of satsang all day long, just for one day. Master says, pity it is, the feast is given every day by radiation. You people don't enjoy it. His very moving on earth is a regular feast. An actor acts in whatever he's doing. Even when he's eating, he is acting. The master is radiating love. Even if he is harsh, still that love is radiating. Once it happened that a lady came up to my master when he was very busy. He does not become angry, but the lady came up and bowed down to his feet. He said, get away, what is it, I'm busy, wait. And the lady said, that's all I want, your radiation. You see, his whole attention was there. Wait, wait, get away. Is it not the whole attention? That's all I wanted, thank you. So he radiates love who has got life in him. Very few people really appreciate this because they have no love for the master. Hafiz, a great saint of Persia, referred to the master as a lady with red lips. He said, the very harsh words coming out through those red lips are the sweetest in the world. The blessed fifth guru says, even when you chastise us, it becomes very soothing to me on account of love. Why is it sometimes he is strict like that? He wants to give you a lesson in love. He wishes you to become like himself. And you delay because you have no love for him. So take this to your heart. Don't forget it or him. Then you'll progress like anything. How come, Master, we're so privileged to be with you when thousands of initiates would like to be with you? This is the grace of God, not me as son of man. It is all his grace. He affords the opportunity. You have come from a foreign land, spent thousands of money with love and anguish to come here and stay a month or two. The people living here don't appreciate it like that. There are some who do, but many do not. Some may say the power of God is there. So this appreciation arises out of a grateful heart. It is his grace, of course. Human body is the highest in all creation. Every moment is worth millions, trillions, I would say billions of trillions of money. Direct every moment to him, 
if we are to make the best use of every moment of life. Kabir said the time taken in taking one breath is worth more than the three worlds, physical, astral, and causal. You see, this appreciation arises only out of a grateful heart. But how many are there who really go to the Master for Master's sake? Very few. What is Master's sake? The reason you come to him is to meet God. This is a room. It has four corners. There's a man in one corner who has millions of dollars. Whoever goes there, he gives him money. The second corner is only for diseases. Those who come sick to him, he heals them. The third is for supernatural powers. And in the fourth corner, God is sitting himself. How many will go to God? Very few. People come only for worldly things, here and hereafter, or for healing, or for supernatural powers. How many are there who come to God for God's sake? Very few. People come to the Master only for these three things, most of them. The man who comes to him for his sake gets put on the right way. So you're blessed, you see. God has directed you from within to meet you somewhere where you can have your true chance of life, which is never, like the world's relations, frittered away, never ruined, never lost. Those who have got the human body have the hereditary right to meet God. Those who think of the Master, who come in contact with all consciousness, will become more conscious. If you think of the material things where there is less consciousness, your consciousness will be decreased. After death, you will go to the lower level of creation. So that is why it is most important to think of God, all consciousness, so that you may not come back in the lower forms of life. If at all you are sent back, that's another thing. So those who are celebrating today do not appreciate what Christ did. Did not Christ say, whoever loves me will love my commandments and my Father who has sent me will love him? When he will love him, I and my Father both will manifest to him in his vision. Do you remember? Read your scriptures and see what they say. All masters say the same thing. Those who keep my commandments are loved by me and my Father who has sent me. When my Father loves him, I and my Father both manifest to him in experience. See, I'm not telling you anything new, only quoting from Christ. Could you explain to me what the meaning of Kirpal Singh is? Names are names. But does it not have a meaning? Singh means something. And Kripal means, Kripal means merciful. And Singh, Singh means lion. When the two are put together, lion of mercy. So his ways are full of mercy. He's very strict, mind that. He has got an iron hand, but his gloves are very smooth-like. And I wanted to read um, 
letter that was sent out in connection with the Unity of Man conference, which many of us remember, and next month, which is shortly before the anniversary of that conference, um, I will probably talk more about it, because um, it was a huge thing. Um, Master sent out a number of things in connection with it, which I published in Satsandesh, which is where I'm reading from. And uh, I, one interesting thing, he said, um, you know, he made it clear that there was no need to get permission from him to go to India at that time. Patrons, delegates, members, etc., may be enlisted from the general public interested in the conference in as great numbers as possible and their intimation be sent along with the applications and remittances. Of course, the initiates will also enroll as patrons, delegates, and members in as large numbers as possible because the conference synchronizes with the usual birthday celebrations and they will have the opportunity to come into the physical presence of the Master. All persons coming to the conference must have proper tourist visas, except residents of the Commonwealth countries. The delegates would bear their board and lodging expenses, which would be $100. Now, in the letter that was sent to me, Master had signed it, and this last sentence about their board and lodging expenses was underneath his signature. And when I got to India, I, I attended the conference, and I got there shortly after this issue of the magazine came out, and Master said to me, why did you uh, include that sentence about the expenses being $100? And I said, well, it was on the letter that you sent. And he said, um, yes, but it was under my signature, was it not? And I said, well, yes, Master. And he said, from now on, only publish that which is above my signature. Somebody had added it, you see, because they were worried about the expenses. And Master didn't particularly like that I hadn't known that somehow or other. One of the many ways in which I fell short. Anyway, at the same time as all this was sent, a very remarkable letter of invitation was sent, which Master did not sign, and I can't say that he wrote this, although it is my opinion that he was responsible for the general content. It's partly about him, which is why um, he would not have written it. And it was signed by 42 um, religious and social leaders, uh, including uh, members of all religious groups, Buddhists, Sufis, Baha'is, Christians, Hindus, etc., Sikhs, and uh, the sponsors that were listed that were published above included also the Archbishop of Delhi, the Catholic Archbishop, whom I met because I was on a panel discussion with him later, and uh, Tibetan Lama, Lama Kusha Bakula, who considered the master to be the Buddha, and uh, so forth and so on. But the letter says, and I felt at the time that this was a very important document. 
This was the official invitation to the Conference of Unity of Man. And I think, reading it over, I think it's extremely relevant in the world of today. It has been 34 years, I think, 35 years, actually, since the conference happened. But um, what the letter talks about is as relevant today as it was then. Charles Colton has said, men will wrangle for religion, write for it, fight for it, anything but live for it. Even today, many strikes and riots are started in the name of religion. This has adversely affected the present generation so much that its consequent aversion to religion can easily be understood. It is disassociating itself from the age-old moral laws of society and feels proud and adventurous in refuting religious beliefs. We find, quote, just enough religion to make us hate, but not enough to make us love one another, unquote. In view of this, true ethical teachings and the religious traditions of mankind must be reinterpreted and reinvested with meanings appropriate to the current situation. Though humans do need economic and political advancement, they also need creative moral values. We have reached a point in history where we have to transcend the narrow confines of religious sectionalism, racialism, communalism, and even nationalism to move towards building of a world community. One of the programs of the Unity of Man Convention will be to highlight the essential unity of the basic moral principles contained in almost all religions. The very aim of the convention is to strengthen the moral, spiritual, and religious values of mankind throughout the world. The challenging task before the religious and spiritual leaders is to bring about a radical change in the ethical, educational, and economic status of humanity. All values are interlinked and independent. Economic uplift is essential because, quote, a hungry man is an angry man, and to talk of God to him is a mockery, unquote. In fact, religion has always been opposed to all kinds of monopolistic institutions and controls over things provided by nature, like land and capital. No religious leader or prophet has ever lent support to the ideals of wealth accumulation and exploitation. His Holiness Sant Kripal Singh Ji Maharaj, who is regarded by millions in India and abroad, as the apostle of peace, unity, and harmony, has very kindly consented to extend his benign cooperation in organizing this world convention. Through the Rouhani Satsang in Manav Kendra, His Holiness has done unique work in developing mutual understanding and harmony throughout the world. We are confident that as a man of religion, you will not only grace the occasion with your esteemed presence, but extend your wholehearted support to the committee 
for disseminating the lofty ideals of developing international understanding and fostering unity of mankind. Let us pledge ourselves that the welfare of humankind, transcending narrow allegiances, is our highest commitment. And the final reading for today is forgetting I changed that. is Master Kripal's message for Christmas and the New Year. Um, actually, the 1966 Christmas message, and of course, the 1967 New Year's message. It's dated December 5th, 1966. And Master says, Dear ones, this year is going out and the new year will soon be ushered in. The present year is gone old. Let it depart. You need not worry. It had been kind to you, not so kind as it should have been, but God willed it so. However, you must strive to be different from what you are during the present year. Strive to reach him, be a true devotee, Crave for blessings from the Almighty. Pray for his mercy. Promise unto him that you will go up the divine path at any cost and nothing shall deter you from achieving this object. The new year will be happy for you if you do not waver in the divine path or slacken your pace therein. Remain firm and go ahead caring for none and heeding none except the one, the Master. Follow your Master with full faith embedded in your heart. If the faith in the Guru dims, the disciple falters and falls. Faith carries him forward in the regions which are otherwise impossible of traversing. This new year means a new life to me and those who are attached to me in the noble cause of God. In this period, we have to make sacrifices which alone lead to bhakti. These sacrifices will be of one's low desires, hatred, ill will, malice, name and fame, pride and egoistic life. Unless we are ourselves symbols of sacrifices, we cannot advance any further in the divine path. Without sacrificing all that we have, how can we reach his bhakti? New year has come. Be new. Leave the sloth of the old. Implicitly follow what is required of you. You failed to do so this year and you suffered. The mistakes are not to be repeated. A central place of worship should be established in the east and west of USA and everywhere where the refreshing waters of Nam may rain forth to soothe the lacerated hearts of thousands and thousands of the grief-stricken human beings. They are unhappy because they are drifting away from him evermore. Blessed are they who are chosen in the setup of Master's work. The Christmas and New Year is starting with happy congratulations. 
May your life be devoted to the service of the Lord and the Guru. May your body and mind get imbued with intense love for the Beloved. The teachings of the Masters have been, one, he who loveth not his brother abideth in death. Two, my children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Three, beloved, let us love one another. And these, of course, are all quotes from the first epistle of John in the New Testament. But Master, at this point, inserts a parenthesis of his own, especially who are linked with the silken bonds of love of true brotherhood at the feet of the Master. For love is God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. For he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Five, God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. The law of the kingdom is love. The entire code of conduct of one who belongs to the kingdom may be summed up in two thoughts. One, love of God, and two, love of man. Let us live a new life of peace, harmony, and love. The essence of religion is love, peace, humility, service, and sympathy. Love all, not merely your relatives and friends. Pray like Guru Nanak, peace be unto all the world over, under thy will, O God. Kapal Singh. And I wanted to play the tape. is kind of an unusual satsang. Uh, it's actually the last satsang that Sanchi did at Santhani Ashram ever, for that matter. It was... Um, July, I think the 27th, um, 1996, his last tour. And this was his last talk on that July retreat that he did with us, which many of us will remember, of course. Uh, he did give one more talk in America the following day in Acton, um, which was also an incredible talk. And uh, hopefully, I hope to play this talk and then that one because together they make a very powerful closing of his western ministry basically they were the last talks he ever gave in the west anyway the talk is it's in my opinion I've listened to this talk a number of times and I find it exquisitely beautiful it's called the pages of our heart uh, there are a lot of bhajans intermingled with it which makes it quite unusual as talks go and probably uh, prevents it from being played as often as it might be in satsang. The bhajans are, they are, everyone is Sanchi uh, determined which bhajans should be sung and he had Papu and Gurmail, uh, or in some cases Gurmail alone sing them. And uh, some of them Papu reads the translations for and some he does not. But to me, the talk the things that Sanchi says, the words of the bhajans, and the bhajans, the fact of the bhajans all combine to make a very special and very beautiful um, 
closing to that tour. So we will hear, uh, begin hearing that talk now. Sanchi begins by talking, the bhajans come a little later. And then he talks, in between the bhajans he talks more. If they are intermingled in such a way they cannot really be separated. Salutations unto the feet of Supreme Father, God Almighty, Sound and Tupac, who have had mercy on the poor souls and have given the opportunities to sing the praises. For the past so many days I have been commenting upon the writings of various Mahatmas. The words of the Mahatmas are very precious because they are the words they are, that is the thing which will turn our life. So the thing which is going to change our life, the thing which will make our life, what can be the value, what can be the price of such the words of the Mahatma. Santa Mahatma ne bani, manbubi de nevel to nuhdi. E unada jati de yarvahunda hai, atma ne gairai de vichu. Bani yundi hai. The Bani of the Mahatmas and Saints is not from the level of the mind and intellect. It comes from the depth of their soul because it is their personal experience. It is the creation, it is the anxiety which comes out from that pure heart where no passion has ever gone. Those are reason about the passion. Whatever they think, whatever they are anxious of, it is always for God Almighty and only for going back to the home of God. So these words, the words of the body of the Mahatmas come from that pure and holy heart. The Bani or the Shabbats of the Masters are effective and they are true in every time, in every age. Guru Nanak Sahib says that, O oh, Lalo, whatever comes from the within, I utter only that Bani. Lalo was a disciple of Guru Nanak Devi. He says that I am not doing it myself. Whatever is coming from God Almighty, whatever is coming from my within, I am uttering only those words. Yeah, yeah. 
ਸਮਝ ਉਸ ਵਕਤ ਆਉਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਦੋਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਆਪਦੀ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਨੌ ਦੁਆਰਾ ਚ ਸਿਮਰਨ ਦੇ ਜਰੀਏ ਤੀਸਰੇ ਤਰ ਤੇ ਲੈ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਸੋ ਸੋਸ਼ਮ ਤਿੰਨੇ ਪਰਦੇ ਲਾ ਕੇ ਆਪਨੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਪਹੁੰਚ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਬਲਕਿ ਇਸੇ ਵੀ ਜਦੋਂ ਉੱਪਰ ਉੱਠ ਖੜਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਫਿਰ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਸਮਝਉਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਗੁਰੂ ਔਰ ਸਿੱਖ ਦਾ ਕਿੰਨਾ ਰਿਸ਼ਤਾ ਗੂੜਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿੰਨਾ ਪਿਆਰਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਫਿਰ ਪਤਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਸੱਚਮੁੱਚ ਅਗਰ ਕੋਈ ਪ੍ਰਾਈ ਅਗ ਵਿੱਚ ਸੜਨ ਵਾਲਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸਿਰਫ ਇਹੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨ ਦ ਰਿਲੇਸ਼ਨਸ਼ਿਪ ਬਿਟਵੀਨ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਡਿਸਾਈਪਲ ਇਜ਼ ਵੈਰੀ ਡੀਪ ਐਂਡ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਨੋ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਇਟਸ ਡੈਪਥ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਨੋ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਇਟ ਓਨਲੀ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਰਾਈਜ਼ ਅਬਾਊਟ ਦ ਨਾਈਨ ਓਪਨਿੰਗਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਬੋਡੀ ਐਂਡ ਆਫਟਰ ਕ੍ਰੋਸਿੰਗ ਆਫਟਰ ਰਾਈਜ਼ਿੰਗ ਆਫ ਦ ਫਿਜ਼ੀਕਲ ਆਸਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਕੋਲਿਟ ਕਵਰਸ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਰੀਚ ਫਾਰ ਨੋ ਦੈਨ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਰੀਅਲਾਈਜ਼ ਦ ਡੈਪਥ ਆਫ ਦ ਰਿਲੇਸ਼ਨਸ਼ਿਪ ਬਿਟਵੀਨ ਦ ਡਿਸਾਈਪਲ ਐਂਡ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਗੋ ਇਵਨ ਫਰਦਰ ਮੋਰ ਦੈਨ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਰੀਅਲਾਈਜ਼ that what is the reality of the relationship of the master with the disciple only then we come to realize that he is the only one who wants himself in the fire of others ਨਾ ਮਾਤਾ ਸਾਥ ਦਿੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਪਿਤਾ ਨਾ ਭੈਣ ਨਾ ਭਰਾ ਨਾ ਸਮਾਜ ਵਾਲੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖ ਲਓ ਅਗਰ ਅਸੀਂ ਦੁੱਖਾਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਘਿਰੇ ਹੋਈਏ ਜੰਗਲ ਦਾ ਟਾਈਮ ਹੋਵੇ ਡਾਕੂ ਕਤਲ ਕਰਨ ਨੂੰ ਖੜੇ ਹੋਣ ਅਗਰ ਉਸ ਵੇਲੇ ਕੋਈ ਸਾਡਾ ਸਾਥੀ ਆ ਜਾਵੇ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਦਿਲ ਨੂੰ ਖੁਸ਼ੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਬਿਆਨ ਨਹੀਂ ਕੀਤੀ ਜਾ ਸਕਦੀ ਕਿ ਇਸੇ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਇੱਕ ਐਸਾ ਵਕਤ ਜਿੰਦਗੀ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਆਉਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਦੋਂ ਇਹਨਾਂ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਸਾਡਾ ਕੋਈ ਸਾਥ ਨਹੀਂ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਹੁੰਦਾਗਾ ਜਾਂ ਸਾਹਮਣੇ ਖੜਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਉਸ ਦਾ ਜੋ ਡੰਡਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਵੀ ਦਿਸਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਵੇਲੇ ਸਾਡਾ ਸੱਚਾ ਸਾਥੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਪ੍ਰਗਟ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਸ ਵੇਲੇ ਜੋ ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਖੁਸ਼ੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਬਿਆਨ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੋ ਸਕਦੀ ਦੇਅ ਵਨਸ ਵੈਨ ਦ ਡੈਥ ਕਮਸ ਐਟ ਦੈਟ ਟਾਈਮ ਨੋ ਵਨ ਕਮਸ ਟੂ ਆਵਰ ਰੈਸਕਿਊ those people whom we used to love a lot those who were our beloved ones and for those we sacrificed so many of our principles we did so many kind of badies to satisfy their needs we deceived others with our lies and we did so many other things just to satisfy the needs of those people and whom we used to understand as our very own no one comes to our rescue at that time when the death happens just imagine if you are caught in the wilderness and if the decoys are chasing you if they come in front of you and if they are ready to kill you at that time if someone who is your real friend appears there and he helps you how much happiness would you feel in the same way when that moment of death comes at that time neither our mother nor our father our son brother wife no one of our relatives comes there to help us it is only the master who appears there and he saves us from the beating of the yama so just imagine the happiness which the soul experiences when she sees that the yama is standing she is also seeing the beating of the yama and at that time when the master appears there and saves the soul from all the beating from all the beating of the yama she feels tremendous amount of happiness in her being 
कबीर साहब कहते है जम का ठेंगा बुरा है जाए एक जो साधु मोह मिले तिन हो लिया बचाए कबीर साहब से इधर बीटिंग होती है माँ इस वेरी बैड इट इज अनबेरेबल कबीरा कहानी पीर दे सतगुरु ले चढ़ाए परापुरु दी पावनी ते प्रगट हो जाए ओ कबीर आई वाज बीइंग राउंड इन द मिल बट माय सतगुरु केम एंड ही रेस्क्यूड मी फ्रॉम दैट ओनली बिकॉज़ ऑफ माय पास्ट कर्मा आई वाज एबल टू गो एंड बी विद माय मास्टर हु सेव्ड मी फ्रॉम ऑल दिस हेल्प गुरु रामदास जी भी महाराज कहंदे है पाप कमाम दया तेरा कोई ना देली राम ਉਹੇ ਨਾ ਦੇਦੀ ਹੋਏ ਤੇਰਾ ਸਦਾ ਪੱਛੋ ਤਾਵੇਂ ਗੁਰੂ ਰਾਮਦਾਸ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਉਸ ਸੇ ਦੇ ਕੋਸ ਸਿਨਰ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਅਰਨਿੰਗ ਦਿਸ ਸੈਂਸ ਬਟ ਨੋ ਵਨ ਇਜ਼ ਯਰ ਫਰੈਂਡ ਐਕਸੈਪਟ ਦ ਰਾਮ ਐਂਡ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਹੈਵ ਦ ਰਾਮ ਵਿਦ ਯੂ ਇਫ ਯੂ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਹੈਵ ਗੋਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਵਿਦ ਯੂ ਯੂ ਵਿਲ ਹੈਵ ਟੂ ਰਿਪੈਂਟ ਬਾਹਰ ਤਾਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਸਿਰ ਪ੍ਰੈਕਟਿਸ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਲ ਪਿਆਰ ਕਰਨ ਦੀ ਸਤਸੰਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਜਾਂ ਸੰਤਾਂ ਦੀਆਂ ਲੇਖਨੀਆਂ ਵਿੱਚੋਂ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਕੁਝ ਕੁਝ ਪਤਾ ਲੱਗਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਗੁਰੂ ਔਰ ਸਿੱਖ ਦਾ ਕੀ ਰਿਸ਼ਤਾ ਹੈ ਅਸੀਂ ਇਸ ਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਕਾਇਮ ਹੋਣ ਦੀ ਕੋਸ਼ਿਸ਼ ਕਰਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਮਨ ਸਾਡਾ ਪਲੇ ਪਲੇ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਡਰਾ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਦੇ ਗੁਮਰਾਹ ਕਰ ਦਿੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਦੇ ਫੇਰ ਪਰੋਸ਼ਾ ਆ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਨ ਦੀ ਆਊਟਰ ਲੈਵਲ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਓਨਲੀ ਟ੍ਰਾਈਂਗ ਟੂ ਡੂ ਦ ਪ੍ਰੈਕਟਿਸ ਟੂ ਲਵ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਬਿਕੋਜ਼ ਫਰਮ ਰੀਡਿੰਗ ਦ ਬੁੱਕਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਫਰਮ ਰੀਡਿੰਗ ਦ ਰਾਈਟਿੰਗਸ ਆਫ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਵੀ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਨੋ ਦੈਟ ਵਾਟ ਇਜ਼ ਦ what is the meaning of the relationship of the disciple with the master but on the outer level sometimes our mind makes us lose the way sometimes he gives us the way other times he makes us lose the way kare mai dasna hai jado assi sare parde la ke andar guru nu prakat kar lende hai guru aapdiyan sariyan barkatan leke aise chish de andar baith janda hai lekin phir bhi agar koi kami hai ਤੋ ਗੁਰੂ ਸਿਸ ਦਾ ਅੰਦਰ ਬੜਾ ਪਿਆਰ ਭਰਿਆ ਸੰਭਾਵ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਸੰਭਾਵ ਜਿਸ ਨੇ ਕਰ ਲਿਆ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਅੰਦਰ ਕਿੰਨਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਖੁੱਲ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਬਾਤ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਭਾਵੇਂ ਤੰਨੇ ਨੇ ਅੰਦਰਲੀ ਉਹ ਅਵਸਥਾ ਬਿਆਨ ਕੀਤੀ ਕਿ ਗੋਪਾਲ ਤੇਰਾ ਆਤਾ ਜੂਜਨ ਕੁਮਰੀ ਭਗਤ ਕਰਿੰਦਾ ਤਨ ਕੇ ਕਾਲ ਸਵਾਰਤਾ ਦਾਰ ਸੀਤਾ ਮੰਗੂ ਕਿਉ ਹਮਰਾ ਖੁਸ਼ੀ ਕਰੇ ਨਿਤ ਜੀਓ ਨਾਜ ਮੰਗੋ ਸਤ ਸੀਕਾ ਔਰ ਕਾਤੀ ਗੇਹਨ ਚੰਗੀ ਜਨ ਤਨਾ ਲੇਵਾ ਮੰਗੀ ਮੈਂ ਨਾਹੀ ਕੀਤਾ ਲਗੋ ਇੱਕ ਨਾਮ ਤੇਰਾ ਮੈਂ ਖਬੋ ਓਪਨ ਆਈ ਹੈਵ ਸੈਡ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਦੈਟ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਰਿਗੋ ਆਲ ਦਿਸ ਕਵਰਸ ਫਰਮ ਕਵਰ ਆਵਰ ਸੋਲ ਐਂਡ ਮੈਨੀਫੈਸਟ ਦ ਮਾਸਟਰਸ ਕਮ ਵਿਦਿਨ ਅਸ ਦੈਨ we know about the relationship of the master with the disciple so when we manifest the form of the master then the real conversation between the master and the disciple happens and it is very open it is very heart to heart and those who have had the good fortune of going within and manifesting the form of the master and those who have had the conversation with the master in the inner plane only they know that what it is like it is very open it is very heart to heart but the nahar also said that oh lord your artha or your arti is such that all those who have manifested you in their within you do all their work you perform all their acts you give them the pulses the food stuff and all the things which they ask from you you even give them the best of the things available 
Dalat Dana says that I sacrifice myself on him who has given me so many things and he also says that I sacrifice myself and I praise that mill of my home who is grinding the wheat and who is making me eat this food and in this way God Almighty is giving me all the riches of the world. So, the listed all the things which he wanted. He asked for the pulses, he also asked for the clarified button. In those days they did not have the car. So he said that I asked for a very good mayor on which I can die. And then he said that I have not been so greedy. I want a wife who will be him to me. Our final bhajan is on page 174. Ji Satguru Pyare Amilo Menu. O beloved Satguru, come and meet me. My soul is longing. I don't realize you are doing, but you have united me with God. I am full of bad qualities. I have no good qualities. But you yourself took pity on me. When you took pity on me, grace was showered, and I met the beloved Satguru. Nanak says, I will live only if I get Nam, and my body and mind will blossom. Bhajan of Guru Arjan Dev on page 174. Ji Sat Guru Pyare Amilo Menu Ji Sat Guru Pyare Amilo Menu Tara Sarehi Janahe Sarehi Janahe Meri Jitera Kita Jato Me Nahi Jitera Kita Jato Me Ki 
Satguru piyare ami 